everything we've done has led up to right now. Right now. Because legacy are full of legends. You can become a legend today, boys. Put your stamp on history. Put your stamp on a legacy. It is going to take all of us. All of us. Men, be not afraid. Do not be afraid to be a legend. Welcome to OPA Podcast, episode 15. Uh, preview week for the Purdue game. Just coming off a week four bye. I'm one of your hosts, Jason O. I'm Laurence Shannon Brooks' back guider. I'm Wyatt Okers. And Griffin. Um, <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> Griff, you okay over there? Uh-oh. Can you not hear me? I hear you there. I heard you loud and clear there. Yay. More technical difficulties. I'm alive, I swear. <laughs> All right, so um, how did you guys... Wait, I think it's my connection. Okay. Well, it's better than last time. At least audio. But, um, so let's recap. How was y'all's bye week? My bye week was great. I uh, did nothing football-related except watch Georgia Notre Dame. Uh, Jake from State Prom uh, is so far the most consistent and reliable quarterback I have seen this year. And Jake Prom, Jake Prom to me seems like that one quarterback who's like the most underrated QB in the country, in my opinion. I mean, it's Jake from State Prom. You can only expect the best. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Um, for me, volleyball, and then watching the Illini Nebraska game, only to come home to see Illinois blow it. Man, imagine if Nebraska didn't have more reasons to be cocky. Imagine that you get an eighty million dollar new football facility and you still can't win games. Oh, oh, oh. Imagine nightmare scenario. Nebraska beats Ohio State this weekend. Uh, don't give me nightmare fuel, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? We're for going to the playoffs. Uh, um, I got I got to uh, eat my words as I watch Daniel Jones. With the New York Jets. Giants? Absolutely. Sorry, Giants. Giants. It doesn't matter. One of these and one of them are relevant. Luke Falk is uh, a different story, son. <laughs> go, go, the, uh, go Man, go was I got Daniel Jones the rookie quarterback you thought would be good? No, I thought he was going to be horrible, and then he threw for two touchdowns and rushed for two touchdowns. Hey, of all the rookie quarterbacks, did you think the two people that we were going to be talking about were Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew? Lol. Cool goops. But no, I was like, Daniel Jones leads a comeback win when Saquon Barkley goes down in the first quarter. That is, in his first start, he deserves all the respect. 
and I am so sorry for every bad thing I ever said about the Giants and their imagine, ability to evaluate talent. Imagine having Saquon Barkley on your fantasy team. Mm. Sucks right now. <laughs> Oof. Imagine uh, beating Tom Brady twice as a quarterback. Imagine being a quarterback throwing for nine touchdowns in a game and losing at Washington State this weekend. That Tracy Clay's defense is losing its grind. It is losing. I said, tell you, UCLA? To UCLA? That's, He's looking at hey, that Big 12 inspiration. I, I, uh, is Cal still undefeated? Cal is still undefeated. Cal is currently the only hope in the Pac-12 for a Pac-12 getting into the Oh my god, if Cal wins the Pac-12. They have... Oh. <laughs> oh. Alright, oh. so that's it for bye. We'll touch on those things for the hot takes, but uh, preview for game four for the Gophers will be an away game for a Big Ten opener versus the Purdue Boilermakers. Um, they are currently 1-2. and two. They're... <laughs> yeah. Their losses um, were hey. against Nevada. Nevada and, and not TCU. Okay, so TCU is a good loss. I mean, is it because TCU just turned around and they lost to... Southern Methodist University at home. Yeah, well, TCU's not the best loss, but it's better than the Nevada loss. True. Um, the over-under is 56.5, and Minnesota's favored by one. That's the spread. I, I, especially if what you're telling me about Elijah Sindelar is true, I don't like that spread. That's just disrespectful. What are you saying about Elijah? He's oh. still under concussion protocol. He's day by day, and we're not sure he's going to play on Saturday. Actually, wait, hold up. I had assumed this spread was assuming that Elijah was playing. No, yeah, it is. It's assuming he is playing, but the spread hasn't been updated yet with the news from today. Oh. So well, it may that, change within the next few hours or a couple is days. Incredibly disrespectful. Yep. Well, I wouldn't be surprised to see that change right? before. Is there any other key injuries or like guys off that roster? I know Marcus Bailey is out for the season. That's a sting. Uh, so Lorenzo seems like a problem. He is. Like, I don't know if he's going to be back or not, but David Bell, that wide receiver for uh, Purdue, could also be a very large problem. Could, but won't. Fair. (laughs) Also, uh, Rondale in zone more, obviously, is always a problem. Uh, 41 to 10. All right, move on. Oh! 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 Oh, <laughs> Griffin! <laughs> Griffin! 
What about the revenge tour? The Perdon't Revenge Tour, Griffin? Well, the Perdon't Revenge come, Tour come is with dead. Me make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, any other key guys? Um, for sure, we cover some of the guys with injuries and some of their playmakers. Um, All right, I, so I, what do we know for sure about our injuries? Uh, Shannon Brooks! Mr. Brooks is back, so we have five running backs. So Shannon, Rodney, Mohammed, Bryce, and Cam will all be back. Um, Rodney and Mohammed are both back too? Yep. I Really? Rodney's back? They were practicing on Sunday yesterday, so they look pretty good. Oh. Okay. This is going to be a terrifying backfield if it stays healthy. If the O-line can run block... <laughs> I want them to punch it up the gut every single play and just demolish their defensive line and make them backpedal all game. Oh, this is the this is the game where we really need to show that the offensive line can play That's also You're true. Right. They, they need to step up and they need to play play their game. But there, there is a child on Purdue's defensive line who is a very terrifying thing to look at, and that is George Karloftis. The Did you call him a child? He is a child because he is 18, and he is a five-star, and he has been wreaking havoc. And he is... <laughs> And because Marcus Bailey isn't there, he is the only thing that truly terrifies me on Purdue's defense. And considering our offensive line's current success with run uh, with pass protection, uh, uh, but have we yeah. ever been an air raid team? Not so no. much. Fair. So, Wait. who this... is at what? Laurence. <laughs> Laurence, are you walking home? I am currently going to the establishment known as Hong Kong Noodle. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. <clears throat> so that I may procure sustenance. Where my was meeting. my invitation? Would you like to come, Wyatt? <laughs> No, I'm in Como. <laughs> well, Thank then. you for inviting me. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's where it is. There, well, there is your invitation. Hello. So uh, back to it. Um, let's talk about our our boys, the Gophers. Um, besides injuries, everyone should be back and okay. Um, do do do. This this game's gonna be mostly misdirection, sweeps, just about just about anything. Cause now we have three different options, three of our main options. You're saying lots of trick plays? I wouldn't say trick plays. Just you know, <clears throat> well, I mean, we they were running some uh, plays with Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman as kind of the running back, uh, kind of how Adam Thielen got his touchdown yesterday little wide receiver run so yep. mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll kind of see how uh, Kirk's calling this week I'm hoping it's a little less um, what's the word I'm looking for or vanilla the end of the world vanilla 
Oh, okay. That works. Um, the, I saw a few moments of, for sure, at that practice was Rodney and Mohammed catching the ball in the backfield and then making some plays. So Brady to Edelman. We're just going to copy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. Nothing well, wrong with that. Especially when you see, especially when Rodney jump cuts. Hey, speaking of the green line, at Lorenz. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Um, I didn't see much of Seth Green on Sunday. What about you, Griff? No, didn't see too much, but I would expect him to be more involved. I think that's pretty obvious. I, after what I saw against Georgia Southern, I have less faith that the green line can be consistently successful. Well, it depends on how much they play him. Because if you're, if we're judging it off the what five plays he's been in in the first three games, he hasn't looked very good. Uh, I mean, he still has a touchdown. I thought he. I think he has two. He has two. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, two touchdowns. So. I think we let him play more in uh, in that position. He'll be doing just fine. He'll be he'll be home cooking. And uh, the biggest problem is that everybody seems to know what's coming. When well, Seth everyone. Kicks the, the difference though is everyone knew what was coming last year when Seth Green was on the field, and it didn't matter because our offensive line was eating people. Mm-hmm. which is still the most inexplicable thing, especially, and I hate to bring them up, when you watch the Wisconsin game and you see what they're uh, individuals from the year before, and they out here punching their offensive line looks like without Ford Michigan in the throat. What is our excuse? None. We're bad. That's that's and, it. We but even bad. if even when they expect the run, and he usually doesn't throw, but he can exactly. throw. And if we if the whole game we're bringing up. Purdue's defense to stack the box and play closer to the receivers. I think that opens up a lot of some deep routes. So I think our advantage here is play look like we're playing small ball and just go large. And can we also use our tight ends, please? You're asking too much. Let him block. <laughs> Brevet span forward, please. Well, we we got our explosive back back now with Shannon Brooks, who apparently in the last two times he's played against Purdue, averaged more than eight yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that bodes well. I mean, we saw him when he came back last year during the Indiana game, and he was slicing and dicing through Indiana's entire defense. Not that there was much to begin with anyway, but he he is your more north-south uh, shifty jump-cut runner. So 
I'm interested to see how they spread the ball out between their top three backs, if they even use all three backs. I mean, uh, and we also saw what Muhammad did against one Purdue last year. Mm-hmm. I, I'd almost rather have something more solidified at the running back position, whether it be two or uh, like two main backs. So, but we have we have so many that it's hard to get the experience in. I take I'd still take Rodney and Shannon because Rod, like you saw what happened in the last game, Rodney was averaging over five yards a carry, and then he got hurt. So I'm like, if it's a consistent. Um, if it's a consistent running back who's not going to get injured, I'm going to take Rodney because his vision is everything. And I'll take Shannon because his explosiveness is well explosive. And then, oh. you, got, then you have a spare in Mohamed Ibrahim. Who's Jeff? Man, if Mohamed is your spare. That's just even disrespectful to call him a spare. I didn't mean that way, man. <laughs> no, I, I know, Bob. You know who would, you know who would love Muhammad right now? Purdue's running game would love Muhammad. Wolf, yeah. I'm sorry, in air quotes, running game. Okay, so I don't even know if Sindelar doesn't play because of his injury, who is their next quarterback? Because I don't Jack, know. Jack Plummer played against TCU got dragged all across the field. Okay, I like the sound of that. Knowing Joe Rossi's defense? Woo! Yeah, knowing Joe Rossi's defense against Sindelar, it's a woo. I was like, this is the first game where we're going to deal with a pass-first offense, which is to say Carter Coughlin may have a field day. May. May. More than likely we'll have a field day. Don't forget the boys around him. True boy, boy Mafe eating up a center. I don't know, maybe get some linebacker blitzes. Kamal's back. No, oh. I want I want those safety blitzes blitzes from Antoine. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the QB is not gonna be ready for that. <laughs> Some Antoine blisses, a little bit of everything. I don't know. I just, honestly, this is a game that I'm looking at, and I'm like, I don't see a reason why we shouldn't win this game. If we, because the thing is, like, I think we can all agree that we have not seen the best version of Minnesota play yet. Not even relatively close. And I think the quality of opponents that we have played all were better than Nevada. And I'm pretty sure Fresno State would beat TCU. Mm -hmm. So I think think this is a team where if we make as many mistakes as we made against Georgia Southern, we will lose. But if we play as relatively cleanly as we played against Fresno State, at least on offense, 
I was going to say because defense was not clean. Defense was clean against Georgia Southern. Offense, offense, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, so then we we should be fine. Because once again, I'm not sure with the array of backs that we have, assuming that the offensive line doesn't get to end of the year form for like how they were playing at the end of the year last year, but to like respectable, then they will have to load the box or we will play Kirk Shiraka ball and have 47 minutes time of possession. That's what we do best though. However, (laughs) if they do that and they load the box, then we have these wide receivers who have proven for the last three weeks that they have magical powers and that when you give them the ball, generally good things happen. So, you know... Who do you think has a bigger game this week? Tyler Johnson or Rashad Bateman? Because last week, I think Georgia Southern thought that maybe Tyler Johnson maybe wasn't as good as he was last year, and they tried to bracket Rashad Bateman instead. Well, I think it was proven once again, Tyler Johnson is the best wide receiver on this team, and it's... Yeah, <laughs> Purdue. Purdue is gonna look at his Big Ten offensive player of the week or whatever his award was, and mm-hmm. they're gonna focus on that because they've seen a lot of him the past couple years. They are gonna put Bateman, I think, on the back burner for this game, and he will have the more explosive game. Because if you have a three TD receiver coming to your stadium. You will do everything to not have that happen. Now, the regardless, question... none of their defensive schemes will be effective, and I'm totally okay with that. Is Jeff Brom is going to dial up another six and six season, as I said before the the season even started, because that's the Jeff Brom special. But he always upsets at least two people he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And my question, like, always goes to, is it realistic to say that we're going to make Rondale Moore a non-factor two years in a row? Who covered him last season? Was that Williamson? I think it was uh, Coney Durr. Was it? I thought it was Williamson. I could be, never mind. One of our One of them, I don't D-backs, care. one of our defensive backs needs to... Who cares? He wasn't anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was all game tackles. But is that something that is sustainable for this year? Where, because TCU, say what you want, they have more of an arsenal of weapons on the defensive side than Minnesota does. Maybe not like the name brand, like maybe they don't have an Antoine Winfield, but as a collective group, everyone can hurt you. So I don't know if stopping Rondell Moore is something that's feasible 
especially considering that Purdue is going to be very desperate this week. I think stopping him will not even be um, even a, the slightest of a challenge. Why? Whoa. Because that's all they have. That, um, that tight end, Bryson Hopkins, he might be the best tight end in the Big Ten. He might be the best tight end in the Big Ten. He ain't nothing. Griffin, this confidence. Where did this confidence come from? Griffin's <laughs> always been the optimist. I'm telling you. what I, I no, LeBron's, I changed your what? opinion on a loss. Fine, I'll do it in like 15 minutes. And the team won. We have, our schedule is in our favor. But we haven't played like it. We haven't used our arsenal of players because they are going to come out and none of these, uh, when they look at film, they're going to look at, look at this, they never even used Seth Green that much in the first three games. We don't know how to scheme for them. And that's just Kirk's uh, savage of a plan well, where they come out and Seth Green runs like 10 times for 50 yards. Fair. Uh, they have no, you're they have no tape of... on him for last year, and I can guarantee you they've changed some sort of offensive scheme uh, Griffin, this year. You're making so. a lot of logical sense, but I don't need sense. I need feelings coated with Minnesotan anxiety. Three and zero, Lebron's three and zero. Uh, okay. Well, do we want to do keys to the game? Yep, let's do that. Well, since I brought it up, here's the keys to the game. I have absolutely zero fear of Purdue if our offensive line shows up. If the offensive line for the last three weeks shows up, then this will be another tight game which will likely need a miracle from one of our various wide receivers. I think, let's see, we've had Rashad, Chris Amonville, and we've had Tyler. So this time it's going to be Demetrius Douglas or maybe Jake Paulson doing something in a miracle. Now, if this offensive line does show up, and even relatively close to what they were by the end of the year last year, we're going to win this game by at least 17 points. So on, and then uh, uh, number two, Shannon Brooks, go off. Go off, young man. Go Um, My key is Tanner Morgan throws 70% or more. If he can do that and he stays efficient, we will be just fine in winning the game. And then also big third down conversions yet again, which we have somehow seemed to pull out of our ass every single game, but I'm not mad. So uh, as much of the weapons that we have, as much as we have had some D-line issues early in the season, some offensive line, I think this game needs to be more on Tanner being efficient and uh, 
I mean, if he if, if Tanner just stays as his kind of his game manager role, we'll be will be just fine. Making big plays at the right time. All right. My key to the game. Uh, contain Rondale Moore. Who? Yet he has not looked like the player that he was last season. And if we if we can if we continue why? If we continue to hold him to a minimum, what is Purdue going to do? What are they even going to do? You're right. Rondell ain't the player he was. He went off of 220 receiving yards against Bandy. <laughs> 220! Wyatt, I swear, if you if Rondale proves you wrong this weekend... Rondale's not going to prove me wrong. <laughs> not if Elijah Sindelar's out. But so, if he's are in... We all, are we all assuming he's out? I'm assuming he's in. I am very much so assuming. Elijah if he's in, in, then we have to be worried about Rondale Moore quite a bit. Who? The one who's late in the Big Ten in receiving yards at the moment. That's who. Never heard of her. <laughs> I still don't think he's the player he was last season, though. No, I he think it's... carried Purdue. I think it's very similar to Tyler Johnson. Yes, they are the player that they were last year. However, this teams year... Teams know about him? Says, well, it's more than just knowing about them. It's about teams being like, literally, I will let anyone beat us except for Rondale. Like for us, I will let anyone beat us except for Tyler Johnson. Except so, except for uh, you can't say that about Tyler Johnson. We got guys like Rod Smith. That's fair. That's they, well, We I mean, are so much deeper than Tyler Johnson. But they would they would rather you do five yards a run down the field, taking up all the time, and maybe get stopped. So you got to take a field, then beyond seventy yard touchdown, a Tyler Johnson twenty five yard touchdown, a like they would much rather deal with a slow methodical drive than someone who can take your head off at any time. Because I know I would. Okay. Um, my turn? Yep. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'll give three keys each for offense, defense, and special teams. Offense, I want Tanner to be better his better version like the first three quarters of Georgia Southern especially when the first drive he looked the defensive backs and linebackers and threw that interception so like Griffin said game manager do his job don't you know do a rookie quarterback thing you know it's a sophomore year um, that's my key for offense defense I need them all to be solid 
not perfect, but solid. Like, you know, maybe miss some cues the first half, but then second half, just shut them down. Like we've been doing, getting better at it. Then special teams. I just need less mistakes on special teams. Um, that block field goal. Mind you, I do give some credit to Georgia Southern, but come on. Don't let that happen. Again, please. Those are my three three keys. Alright, um, what's your final score predictions then? Um, let's start optimistic and slowly get more pessimistic. <laughs> okay, so we're starting at Griff and working our way over to me. Oh, okay. oh no, oh. you are your way over to me. <laughs> uh, excuse you, Lerons. So didn't I predict had this us... was a lost preseason? I thought this was a predicted lost preseason for me. No, I think even you had Purdue. No, Lerons had I... lost. Aha! <laughs> All right, well here we are. Continue, right. Griffin. <laughs> So, historically, we are not great at Ross Aid, but we are going to have the same scores last year. Go Gophers. <laughs> 48 to 10? 41, I believe. Okay. 41-10. Wow. Chip Jason? shot. Chip shot field Jason, goal. you want to go next? All right. Um, I'm more pessimistic. It's... We're going to win by, Gophers on top by a touchdown. So let's say 24-17 Gophers. Ooh. All right, well, I guess I'll take this. We're going to say 34-31 Gophers. What? Rods. <laughs> I, I think Purdue will spend their entire game plan saying we are not letting Minnesota wide receivers beat us. I think Rodney or Shannon, one of them goes off for 150 yards and two touchdowns. And I think Rondale goes off for 200-something yards and three touchdowns. So you're expecting a shootout. And I'm expecting a real shootout. And I think because of desperation, because of pure and utter desperation by Purdue, in double overtime... Purdue wins 37-34. We get the chance to win the game. And Tanner finally turns into the Minnesota quarterback we all expect and throws an interception instead of a miracle touchdown that should have intercepted. And that's how, how we lose game of 20 LeBron, some things bring <laughs> tears to a grown man's eye. <laughs> and that's one of them. Oh. Oh. Like, that way, look, that way if we blow them out, 
if we blow them out, I can be so happy. I can be like, because my pessimism for three weeks in a row, actually, no, I did it back. I got really non-pessimistic for Jordan. I thought we were going to beat him by 40. Uh, so I'm just going to be pessimistic until this team proves that I shouldn't be pessimistic. But how long after they actually start producing are you still going to be pessimistic? If we beat Purdue by 21 points, I'm all the way back on the train. Or rather, the boat in this particular case. Here's here's the thing. So, like, you know how, like, FPI has our odds to win something? You know, uh, 60-something percent chance, blah, 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 blah. Here's Minnesota and Wisconsin are both 3-0 right now. Before the season, we had a 56% chance of winning it. Now, after three weeks, despite both of us being 3-0, we have a 12% chance. I think (laughs) the computers are seeing what I'm seeing and is rightfully terrified. So, yeah. All right. That's the wrap-up or preview of Purdue this Saturday um, for Big Ten opener for both teams. So let's do one or two hot takes and wrap this up. Got any? Um, Ohio State wins by 21 points at Nebraska, finally shutting them up for good. Uh, <laughs> I see where the hot take is. You said that Nebraska fans would shut up. <laughs> That's... <laughs> You're right. Nebraska fans ain't no team got that close. <laughs> so obviously we're winning. That is Nebraska fan logic. We're ready. That's my hot take. I'll take it. Got anything, Griff? Uh, so it's kind of gonna it's gonna start out like last week where they go down. Uh, they're gonna go down 14-0 to start and then win 48-14. Who? Wait, what? Ohio, Ohio who, State's who, gonna who win. Oh, oh, gee, Griffin, you can't scare me like that. Um. All right, hot take. Michigan. We'll finish this season eight and four. Ooh. Oh. Woo! All right, that's spicy. Did you see how they played? Did you see they were playing Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> yeah. The only reason they didn't get. Did you see when they that- weren't playing Jonathan Taylor? They were already down by, like, 21 points at that point. It's never a good sign. You know, I think what's lacking with Michigan is Jim Harbaugh not doing enough sleepovers with his players. You're wrong for that. You're wrong for that. I am now in a Chinese restaurant. I bid you all adieu. Go, go, Bruce. Go, go. See you, the Rons. See you.
So my hot take, it's not Big Ten related. I think Arizona State upsets Cal. Hold on. Don't you take my Golden Bears out of contention yet. <laughs> I'm saying it. Golden Bears going 12-0, and winning the Pac-12, <laughs> oh, going to the wife. playoffs. <laughs> I'm saying it. Arizona State's going to upset them. I'm calling it now. Is it really an upset when Cal isn't good? <laughs> Probably not, but at least it will knock them off uh, being ranked 15th in the country. But yeah, any more hot takes? Nope. All right, so we're going to end the night here. So I'd like to thank all of our fans, Gopher fans, band fans, sports, Minnesota fans, non-Gopher fans, looking at you, Nebraska. Um, so thank you for listening to this episode of OPA Podcast. You just met earlier, Laurence has just departed. So, again, my name is Jason. I'm Wyatt. Griffin. And we'll see you all next time. And hope. Oh. Oh. Oh.